Welcome to Discoculia Headlines Weekly, a podcast where we share news, information, resources, tips and tricks about Discoculia. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and then search for Discoculia Headlines. You can also find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and then click on the podcast page. Discoculia in College, help from our neighbors to the north, further brain research shows details of numerosity, and what's Discoculia and do you have it? Welcome to Discoculia Headlines Weekly Podcast for week 40 in 2016. And with us is Dr. Schroeder who will help us make sense of the headlines this week. Welcome Dr. Schroeder. Thanks for having me. I'm doing absolutely fine. I'm doing absolutely fine. I'm, I'm very enthusiastic about our links for this week. And especially the first one, let's dive into that one. It is about someone trying to complete a college education, but they're having trouble with that. How, how is that? Yes. Um, if you think that going through high school with a learning disability is an issue, college has its own issues. Uh, let's first uh, go over some uh, numbers. About 67% of students with a uh, learning disability enroll in some type of post-secondary education within eight years of leaving high school, which is the same as uh, the number in the general population. Okay, so they're not different from their peers. No. The most common services offered in college to students with a uh, learning disability include tutoring and coaching, additional time for uh, coursework Mm -hmm. uh, and tests and assignments, Mm -hmm. uh, having the assistance of a note taker. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Using a quiet space for test taking, um, being uh, available to use uh, audio books, and uh, they usually have assistive uh, technologies uh, such as equipment, software, uh, read out loud material, mm-hmm. other learning material, screen readers, and uh, voice recognition programs. So, a voice to text. Wonders uh, of systems. technology. Absolutely. Yes, very good. However, mm-hmm. students with an LD attend four year colleges only about half the rate, like 21% of the general population, and oh. just 41% of those students with a, a learning difference or a disability graduate from a four-year college in oh, six wow. years, and that is compared to uh, 52% uh, in all uh, students. Okay, so they're, they're trailing behind in the, in the, in the four-year degrees and also in the rate of graduation. Mm -hmm. And the reasons for the lower graduation rate include added costs and uh, trouble satisfying the documentation requirements. Right. Now in the K-12 system, for example, schools are required to test students and offer appropriate accommodations for free. Right. At the college level, it's not the school who's required to provide speci- specially designed instruction to accommodate students with disabilities, but college students may be eligible for academic adjustment, program modifications, etc., extra services, usually for an additional fee. And also, uh, in the college setting, the students must self-identify as disabled. So, so they, they need to need chase to, that up themselves. They need yes. to go after that themselves and they, then report they it. They have to make sure come up that with a the test or something. documentation oh, wow. of that is uh, up to date. That sounds like a lot so of work. So basically yeah. they have to prove their, their disability. Right. Well, but the, the good news is 
that there is a wide variety of colleges that can serve uh, students with uh, LDs. In the K and W uh, guide, that's uh, by uh, Kravitz and yeah, Marx. Yeah, yeah, it's a so, college guide. Yeah, yeah, popular uh, handbook yeah. for students with learning differences. We've used that. Yeah, uh, Mirwet Kravitz and uh, Amy Wax describe basic programs that comply with the federal mandate to provide reasonable accommodations to all students. Oh, okay. So you can look that up in that guide. Yeah. Okay. Uh, services are requested on a voluntary basis and there may be some limitations as to what can be provided. To what they can do. But yeah. they, they definitely yeah. uh, try yeah. to do their best. The next level up are what the orders call uh, schools with coordinated services. Okay. And that means that these colleges and universities, there are services provided by at least one, but usually more, uh, learning disability specialists. Okay, so they got trained personnel available. Yeah. And structured programs are the most comprehensive. And uh, they have a director and staff certified in learning disabilities or okay. related uh, areas. Okay. But those are far and few beyond. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, these schools uh, include schools like uh, Landmark and Beacon College in Leesburg, Florida. Mm, not heard of those. Uh, the only two schools in the country that um, exclusively teach two students with LDS. Oh, they're, wow. they're made for that. <laughs> that must be paradise for learning, yeah, <laughs> learning <absolutely>. disabled students. <laughs> as well as uh, traditional schools <coughs> like the Lynn. <coughs> oh. You okay? You need some water? The Lynn University in uh, Boca Raton, uh, Florida, and the University of Arizona in Tucson, uh, Arizona. And obviously, uh, there's another book uh, for students. It's called um, Colleges That Change uh, Lives, that also have some uh, very good suggestions for students with uh, learning differences. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so well, so it's not without problems, but the situation improves. It, I think this is a good article, uh, good, good resources uh, for them. Now, our, our next link actually talks about our neighbors to the north, and what can we learn from them? Yes, uh, that's an explanation about uh, the individualized education plans. Is that yeah. similar to what we have IEP, here in the United States? Yeah. The Canadian system is pretty much like, like our system here in the U.S., mm. And this guide for parents is an easy read. Uh, another good uh, uh, U.S. source for information about IEPs is the website uh, Understood. We've mm -hmm. mentioned it before. Yeah, we mentioned it already. It's an excellent yeah. uh, source good of information. Source. They have a whole section on it, yes. A whole section on IEPs, absolutely. How to put them together and how yeah. to negotiate them. Right. And Probably with your lawyers at your side. <laughs> well, hopefully not. <laughs> hopefully not. <laughs> the story highlights similar issues uh, to the ones I see absolutely day-to-day -day in my own practice with my own uh, students. Mm -hmm. Now, different school districts have a little bit of a different approach, and although they uh, all base their uh, approach on the same uh, law, uh, small differences can just be the deciding factor for a student between being successful in school or uh, failing and not being able to keep up. So, yeah. so absolutely, details imagine. are important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, in this link, I like the part where they also talk about how you can discuss the IEP with your with your own child. Right. It's important that um, a student 
knows they have an IEP, but also that they see it in the right frame. You, you might say um, uh, to prevent that they feel uh, stupid or singled out, um, you might say, uh, well, you know, people are different. You have longer and shorter people and um, some have brains that work just a little bit different, but that doesn't make you more or less than somebody else. Just work with what you have. Right. Try your best. But their recommendation is open up and don't hide open it. Open up, don't hide it. That's not just necessary. Just put it in the right uh, framework. Good. We're talking to Dr. Schroeder. And we're looking at the headlines provided on our website, discoculiaheadlines.com. Now, our next link is about research showing the details of numerosity. What have they found out here? Well, continuous dimensions, um, like time, uh, space, and mm. numerosity, a quantity, have been suggested uh, to uh, work through a common uh, neurocognitive of ne neurological uh, system. Okay. Now, neuroimaging, uh, like with a functional MRI, uh, investigate either one or two uh, dimensions at the same time, simultaneously. Mm -hmm. And those uh, researchers have consistently identified um, nodes in the parietal cortex of the brain that, um, uh, that work to perceive um, a numerosity. Okay, so and nodes are little spots there. Yeah. And so those, those centers are like we're, activated we're, and you can see that on the MRI. Mm -hmm. Okay. However, uh, studies that look into the degree of um, overlap in the brain Mm -hmm. across those uh, dimensions, like uh, time and uh, space and numerosity, are not conclusive yet. Okay. And, and it definitely remains an open question if a potential overlap can be, um, can be seen as a neurocognitive or neurological uh, processing system specifically for magnitude. Okay. Now... Uh, some more details. This uh, link refers to a functional uh, magnetic resonance imaging study and they investigated the potential overlap across those three uh, dimensions of uh, time and space and numerosity. They had a group of uh, adult people, uh, mm -hmm. 24, and they performed three different uh, tasks that measure that go uh, measure magnitude. So something with time, something with number discrimination, and some with size. So okay. they had to estimate and, and then compare, they them. Yeah, the size of a uh, of a line. Okay. Now uh, they analyzed the data, and what they came up with was that several uh, overlapping areas. Um, process magnitude and study uh, argues that these uh, cortical nodes these uh, activity centers as you can call them right um, are part of a distributed magnitude processing system okay. so it, it's it does not all happen in the same spot and key components of this uh System, it's predominantly uh, on the right side of the brain. It, it 
works on both sides, right. but the right side is more active in, in uh, processing this um, uh, numerosity. And it is around the intraparietal sulcus, in the insula, uh, premotor cortex, and the inferior frontal gyrus. So you have those different spots that all uh, work for uh, numerosity. Mm -hmm. And together with previous research, uh, they again highlight the interparietal sulcus, where is also one of the main um, okay. uh, sites for uh, calculation. Now, these uh, results also uh, indicate that the insula might be a core component of this uh, magnitude processing system. And further research uh, can uh, help us to understand where a deficit in this system uh, can occur. Right. That then would lead to dyscalculia. And that might lead to problems with right. this uh, magnitude processing. Right. And uh, they say that uh, future uh, research can uh, figure out the role of each of these components. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, that will give some insight into... Uh, the etiology, so how they uh, the disorders um, arise, okay. but it will also obviously has uh, implications for detection and treatment of those learning disorders. Right. Oh wow! So very interesting. Uh, yeah. Research. It's, yeah, it's uh, pretty much a mouthful. Our, our listeners may want to pause the podcast <laughs> now and maybe rewind the tape and listen to it again. It's a complicated piece of information, but it's very interesting indeed. The next link uh, of this short week is about the question, what is dyscalculia and do I have it? Now, let's listen for a moment and um, I have to warn you, this is with a little accent because I think these people come from New Zealand. Let me see if I can get this working. Dyscalculia is the numbers equivalent of dyslexia and it actually affects more of us than you'd think. So this week, a group of international experts are getting together to do some more work on the debilitating condition. Independent education consultant Judy Hornigold is one of those experts, and Aidan Milner, who was diagnosed with both dyscalculia and dyslexia at age 10, is with us this morning. Good morning to you both. Uh, Judy, if I could start with you, can, I think many of our viewers won't have heard of dyscalculia before. What is it? Well, dyscalculia is, uh, is much more than just being bad at maths. So learners who have dyscalculia, um, they find it very difficult to process numerical information, and they also find it really hard to uh, work out how numbers relate to each other. So, for example, if you had um, a bowl of fruit with maybe four apples in the bowl, you and I could easily say there's four items there, but a dyscalculic person may have to count each apple to know how many there are. Right. So they would... Well, so uh, this is uh, a breakfast program, mm -hmm. and they're talking about dyscalculia. I've not seen that here yet. Now, that is fantastic. I wish there were more of these kinds of programs so that the uh, general public um, hears about this. So that Teachers hear about it over <laughs> their breakfast. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but... Um, it's very important that uh, parents hear that this is not about their uh, child not being bright and not being able to learn, but that there is something uh, a little bit different in their brain and that they 
probably are able to learn in a little bit of a different way. Now, um, in, in this really interesting and straightforward way, the viewers are told about dyscalculia and also how important it is to get diagnosed as soon as possible. They uh, do refer to the various screening instruments. That yeah, are they talk available. about that later. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And at this time, I remind people about uh, the free dyscalculia uh, screener that's on our website. Although, obviously, a screening uh, only is not enough to uh, get the diagnosis and to start specific no, but it's a, But it's a start. That's yeah. where you start the process. Yeah. Find out if there's something. Yeah. But yes, uh, we definitely uh, need more morning or daytime TV programs here in the U.S. talking about dyscalculia to spread the word. Uh, I'm in full agreement with that. Well, thank you very much. Um, uh, that means our week comes to an end. And uh, we've talked with Dr. Schroeder. She is the founder of Dyscalculia Services. Free downloads and a free Dyscalculia screener are available on her website, DyscalculiaServices.com. You can follow her on Facebook and on Twitter. And she maintains boards on Pinterest and Flipboard. You can find her free webinar series at webinars.discoculiatrainingcenter.com. Until next week, you can count on us. Discoculia Headlines Weekly is a production from discoculiaheadlines.com. You can find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and we are on Twitter at discoculiahead. You can also find us on Facebook, we have a board on Pinterest and on Flipboard. Search for Discoculia Headlines or follow the links on our webpage. You can send your questions, comments and contributions to communications at discoculiaheadlines.com and we may even discuss it in one of our upcoming podcasts. We hope this was useful for you and until next week, you can count on us.